Thank you, Jesus. I want to read just a few pages of stuff that I have. When we're done today, um, for those of you that may have a few extra minutes, we have to tear down for the last time. We've got to take this projector down and some of our cabling and stuff. So we want to allow a little extra time to do that without asking um, the faculty member here to stay. So um, if you have time, you can do that. If that's something you're physically able to do. Some of us will have to do things that we normally wouldn't do, which means we'll need help with the speakers, drums and things like that. But if you can help, that's great. If not, no condemnation. I'm going to meet with Pastor Chris and some, other, uh, some of the others over at the building on Tuesday to sign some paperwork. And then um, I'm thinking probably Wednesday or Thursday I'll send out a message and it'll be on MailChimp. I'm sure Mark will send it out. It'll be on our Facebook page. If you'd like to come over and just, and just begin to release um, into the atmosphere what God's going to begin to do there. Um, I, I've said this before, but I feel like it needs to be said again. Before, um, I met with a couple of the men. I, I know many of them. I probably know dozens of the men that were a part of the, the building of that place. I know some of the things that went down there, but I, I, what, the one thing that I do know was that, um, that Bob Jones, who was a, an esteemed prophet, sat over that place. He said uh, before he died, he was actually near death. Uh, he died on Valentine's Day, I think, three or four years ago. And he said that word glory is still written above that building in Statesville. And when the body of believers that God has intended to have that place walks into it, the glory that should have been released is going to be released. I stood uh, in our conference, and actually it's happened to me multiple times, but actually I went two days before they called me to tell me the news and before Miss Judy and I, before we had our conversation. I was at the gym late at night. I like to go at night because nobody else is there, and it's really the only free time I've got. And the Lord said, you need to leave. So I got in the car and I left, and I drove over to the building, and he said, take your shoe off and go put it right there in the front lawn, which I, the, nothing the Lord says to me surprises me because, you know, he makes no sense, you know, except that everything that he does makes perfect sense. So I did it, and he said, the reason I told you to do that is because I promised you that wherever you place the sole of your foot, I'll give it to you. The next morning is when you called me. And then uh, Pastor Chris called me, and then the, the day after that, uh, Pastor Whitfield sent a message through Pastor Chris to me about what they wanted to sow in the True Vine Worship Center. Um, when, I went, when I got done with my foot, I put my shoe on, the Lord said, and I'll walk around the building. And he said, go this way. And so the way the Lord does with me is sometimes he speaks, and sometimes I see what I should do, and I just follow what he says. And I walked around the building this way. Just one time. And the Lord said, everything that was of the curse and of the death realm that was upon this place, I'm going to reverse it because I was walking in a counterclockwise direction, but I'm going to bring back into your generation everything that should have and was supposed to have been released here through, all, through, through my original purpose for this place. Um, so when, when they do back up uh, the EMS trucks, and not just that, you know, I, I believe in healing, but what about when we walk in wholeness? Not just healing, but wholeness. When you're whole, you don't need healing. Jesus even said that. He said, they that are whole don't need a healer, but they're a, a physician, but they that are sick. So um, what God's going to do, it's just about his timing. Uh, speaking of which timing, this is what I want to talk about. I've got three pages to read. I'm going to read it. I'm going to talk about it for a few minutes, and then, uh, and then we'll be out of here. Simply this, our time has come. Everything that I say today is going to be notes that the Lord gave me, but it's a prophetic declaration over you first individually, over your families, and over our church body. So I want you to pay close attention. Because when you grab on to the promises of God and pull them into your now, that's, that, is, that is kingdom come. That's what kingdom come is about. So when the Lord says something, it's established. And when you declare it out of your mouth, it's established. So everything that I say this morning, I know that's probably a big statement, but everything that I say is a prophetic declaration over us, over where we are, and I'm going to give some history to prove it. What was it like for Joseph 
when he finally ascended from the dark, damp prison cell in Egypt. He waited some 12 years since being sold into slavery by his own brothers. Or what was it like for Samson, who at once was able to destroy hundreds of his enemies with his own bare hands, now bound in chains like an animal, but at once he reaches back to wipe the sweat from his neck and feels the faint follicles of hair returning again. And he destroyed more in one feet than he had his whole life. What was it like for the three Hebrew boys who refused to bow to a dead system and be thrown into a flaming furnace only to have another fire appear within the fire, one that loosed them and walked out unharmed and when they left, they did not even have the smell of smoke upon them. Their time had come. What about the nation of Israel, who were God's chosen people, who had lived in slavery for so long, not one of them had ever known even a distant relative who was ever free. They lived in fear and torment, working like animals beneath the sway of their taskmaster's whip, until one day a strange but familiar voice from the wilderness cried, let my people go. And in one day, they walked out not only free, but with the treasure and wealth of Egypt, or as some say, more than 400 years of back wages for all they had endured. And one day they walked free, strong, and wealthy. God used what was meant to destroy them to establish them. He used what brought them into slavery to set them free. Even greater, what was it like for Joshua and Caleb who were of a different spirit? The Bible says that God said of Caleb, but Caleb was of a different spirit. Who refused to complain and placate to an angry, bitter, skeptical nation, but instead walked into their reward, into a prepared place. Can you see them? Can you walk into the promise with them? See the clusters of grape, so large that one cluster needed two men to carry. That's my mountain right there, Caleb said. You promised me my mountain. I've been faithful. Now I'm going to claim what's promised to me. I might be 80 years old, but I'm just as strong as I was when I was 20. Give me my promise. Give me my inheritance. I want my mountain. It was Caleb's time. All of this just to set up a prophetic declaration to you today. Your time has come. I want you to say with me, I want you to stand on your feet and say with me, my time has come. Now I want you to say, our time has come. I want to be very clear about something. What we're doing in moving to that building, that is not our time coming. That's a result of the favor that already is upon us. That is not favor. We, we already have the favor of God. That's a result of us walking into our promise. It's, the way the, it's a token of the promise, but it's not the promise. The rainbow was not the promise. It was a token of the promise. The promise was, I'll never destroy the earth this way again. And what if I were to prophesy to you that you, the things and the enemy that you see now before you, you will see again no more forever. This is our time. I heard it last night. You could be seated. And it resounded in my ears through the night. 
The Lord whispered in my ear again and again and again, your time has come. Your time has come. God is going to bring vindication and validation to every good thing that he's ever spoken over you. Not one word that he's ever spoken over you of covenant and of blessing is gonna fall to the ground and not be manifested. But not tomorrow, but in this day, you're going to begin to see the vindication of his own word, the validation of what he's already spoken. And not only will you see it, those around you are going to begin to say, the Lord surely is with that body. The Lord surely is with that family. The Lord surely is with that business. The promise is now, walk into it. Your inheritance is here and available, so receive it. The fullness of time has come. What was it like? I would imagine to some of the Israeli nation, they were, they were skeptical about leaving everything they had ever known for everything they had never known. But there was a company of people within the nation that said, but it can't get worse than it's been. And what if we take this leap of faith and walk away? The fullness of time has come. Go in, possess the land. Do all that he has put in your heart to do. That's not just a commandment, that should be an empowerment. Do all that he's put in your heart to do. Did you know God in you is a majority? Your time has come, no more waiting. We have been enlarged in the waiting, but now with open face, we see the crowning of the head and are in the process of giving birth to a glory that will saturate the city with the same glory that raised the cold, lifeless body of Jesus Christ from the dead. It's not about us having a nice church, a nice place to sit, a nice place to fellowship. This is about a vehicle through which God is going to establish his covenant with us in such a way that the glory of God will come through us to fill this city. And so help me, it will be the same power as the glory of God that fell upon the dead cold body of Jesus Christ and he took his first breath as the firstborn of a new creation. Your time has come. Hear the Holy Spirit declaring aloud what was once only a whisper. Your time has come. Our time has come. He's bringing validation and vindication to his word. So what has he spoken over you? It's time to go back into your archives. Go back into the notes that you've written in the margins of your Bible. Go back into the cassettes and the DVDs and CDs and begin to write down everything that God's ever said and put your hand on it and say, as surely as there's a living God, this is going to come to pass in my generation. Begin to pull those things. The Bible says that through the things that were prophesied over us, we wore a good warfare. Not just against some horned enemy, but the enemy between our minds. It says we're past our time or we missed our moment of opportunity. No, you've not missed it. You need to begin to bring it into reality because the power of life and death are in your tongue. And when you begin to declare every good thing that God has spoken over me, I declare that it's manifested in my generation. I will leave an inheritance for my children's children, spiritually, relationally, and financially. Go back into your archives. 
If you don't have them, sit with the Lord long enough to begin to remember, Lord, remind me of the words that you've spoken. And when he speaks it, write it down, whisper it in your phone and say it to yourself every day. But God promised me, he promised me, a, he promised me a, a whole family. He promised me health. He promised me life. He promised me opportun uh, entrepreneurial opportunity, whatever it is that he's promised. He's promised that we would take the nations. He's promised me that Statesville would be synonymous with the glory and begin to declare that until you see the manifestation of it. Your time has come. He is bringing validation and vindication to his word. Now it has gone forth and it will not return void. It has not returned void. Your time has come. What is it deep in your heart that the Father has put in there? There's a whole lot of shaking going on. The Bible says that in these days, he would shake the heavens and the earth and everything that could be shaken would be shaken. We look around us and think that the natural disasters that we see is a part of that shaking. What about the, what about the shaking that's going on inside of you? I just want to wake you up and stir you up. Shake loose some of the bad theology we've lived with and believed. And that's kept us bound and kept us tied and tormented. He wants to shake loose some of the old habits that we've gotten. Not just habits, stuff we put in our body, but the worst habit is the stuff we put in our minds. He wants to shake loose. I really just saw this prophetically. He wants to shake loose some of the webs that fathers and mothers that didn't know how to properly parent their children. He's gonna shake that thing loose from your, from your heart and from your mind so you can walk in into life, into a, to the arms of a loving, living father. This is your time. This should be an exciting day for you. This is likened unto me telling you, hey, we're getting ready to leave this place. And by the way, when we leave, we're taking all the treasure of it with us. If I had been one of the children of Israel that day, and someone came to my house and said, you're not going to believe this, but the leaders say to go get wheelbarrows and go get buckets and borrow all the rubies and all the gold and all the diamonds from your Egyptian friends because we're leaving and we're going to take it with us. You know what I'd be doing? <laughs> no, 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 not that wheelbarrow. Get me the big one. Give me the back. Hey, give me the big bucket. Drop that one. Give me the big bucket. As a matter of fact, I'd call up, hey, Jeremy, where's that trailer, that 40-foot-long trailer you got? I need you to bring it to me because I'm about to fill her up. John, where's that trailer you got? I need it. I'm about to fill her up. Big, big Devin, where's his, where's uh, forever his trucking? I need you to bring a trailer because I'm about to fill it up. I'm not bringing a wheelbarrow. I'm not bringing a backpack, but I'm going to bring the wealth of that place with me. <laughs> what are you going to take with you into the, into the promised land? What he's doing for us physically is just an outer sign of something that's been happening within us already. But truly something is being birthed. Something as powerful and the exact same glory that raised Jesus' cold, dead, lifeless body from the grave. It's your time. This is our time. Who believes that? You believe it? If you believe it, I want you to say, I believe it. If you receive it, I want you to say, I receive it. If you're going to walk in it, say, I walk in it. If you're going to move into it, say, I'll move into it. Not just another level, but another dimension. 
Level can go up or down, but dimension is, is deep and wide and high. And the Lord is not calling us just to another level, but to another dimension. And believe me when I tell you that the opportunities are limitless and they're endless. I want to be, sure, I want to be, to be very clear. Some of the changes that are coming are going to be challenging. Because anything that's not comfortable is challenging. You know, let's just, for instance, when you start going through a workout regimen, if you haven't done it in a while, or if you go through a diet change, I know a lot of you are doing that, it's wonderful. When you first start, it's not easy, and it's not comfortable, but it's good, and it's going to benefit you, and it's going to benefit your body and your family. In the same way, there will be changes that come. I wanna, I've said this before, I want to say it again. I don't have anything in mind, but if the Lord moves you from one specific place in the church to another, it is not a demotion. You can't see God moving you from one place to another. It's not a demotion. It's simply putting people where their passion is so they can serve out of passion instead of out of labor and hard work. Because if you serve out of labor and, out of, and, and, and you serve because it's just something that's needed, you're going to burn out. But if you serve from your place of passion and you're restored and renewed in that place, it doesn't become a, it doesn't become a hardship to you or a burden to you. It's something that you want to do, that you were created for, that is inside of you already. A near-mark mistake of the church has been just to put in, and I'm not talking about our church, the church at large has been just to put anybody in any place just for the sake of filling a position. And then when it starts to, it starts to sort of go down, we wonder, what happened? Well, what happened was you, you have, you know, the wrong people in the wrong places. People aren't bad, and they're not wrong people. They just may be wrong for a certain spot. But I tell you what, if I, if I need to work on my car today, I'm not working on it. I'm calling Jeremy. That's Jeremy's specialty, one of many. There are a few things I can do. I can change brakes. I can change an alternator. I can do those things. But you know what? I don't even like doing that. If he's available and I can afford to pay him, he'll never let me. But there, you should. But he, that's what I want him to do. If you, want, if you want somebody to build you a house or something, give me a call. No, Tammy. I'm not building you. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just saying people, we, we've, we're going to assign people to where they're where they specialize, where God wants them because they can operate out of passion instead of out of, out of labor. Does that make sense? So when we move there, if you're approached, and I don't have anything in mind, and I, we've not met about this, there have been some changes made already, don't be offended by it. Say, oh, this is an opportunity to excel where God's called me. Awesome. Because what that does is make the body stronger. Everybody still love me? <laughs> Y'all liked it better when I was talking about rubies and diamonds and stuff. Just so you know, next week I'm starting a series called Seven Ways to Your Free Condo in Destin, Florida. Y'all, you all need to be there. <laughs> you all need to be there. I'm going to have a seven-tape series. It'll be five DVDs for $29.95 plus shipping and handling. Get a free bottle of oil that if you pour on stuff, like a tree will grow with dollar bills on it. <laughs> I'm finished. This is your time. It's our time. It's our time. Um, get Mark's book. Mark's got a book, a 25-day devotional coming out. How many people have seen something about it on Facebook? Has anybody not seen anything about it on Facebook? He's got one coming out. Get his book. I don't have any idea what it's going to cost. You can talk to him about that. Go get his book. Support the people in your body. If you have a small business in True Vine Worship Center, here's what I want you to do. If you have a small business, say you sell things online, why don't you go to our church page and we'll have to approve it and say, this is what I have and, and we'll post it for you so that we can help you build your business. We care about that. You know, why would you go to Belk and buy a sweater if, say, Nanny, Nanny knits them and he's try, she's trying to sell them? Let's bless her. 
Let's be a blessing. Then we're a blessing to her. She's a blessing to the church. And, and, we, and we can build each other up that way. So uh, we have, I think, five or six administrators on that account. We can add some more. But if you have some, something that you do that you have a small business and you want us to promote it, we'll promote it for you. We want to. We want to. Make sure it's legal. <laughs> I think they all are, but I don't know everybody, you know. <laughs> I, I could not be more excited. I probably don't look that way because if I were to be completely honest, I think I tore a muscle in or the worst part of your body you could possibly tear a muscle playing football, destroying my nephews and sons last Thursday. That's because after I left, y'all won. After I left, after I couldn't play anymore. Watch this. Oh. <laughs> I'll be 41 next Friday. Yep. I'll be 41 next Friday. I don't know why I said that. I just, I just feel like God's speaking to somebody about birthday presents. <laughs> I'm totally messing with you. I'm totally messing with you. So next Sunday, let's, let's try to, um, one of the things that we did before that we're going to try to do again is from 10 o'clock until 1020, we'll have coffee served and maybe some donuts, refreshments or whatever. Uh, carrot sticks if you're on a, you know, a diet, no, whatever. I mean, I don't know. Um, oatmeal, no oatmeal. But we'll have that, and we'd like the time to get to connect with you. So um, if you want to come a little early next week and then let, after service next Sunday, guess what the Praise and Worship team is going to do? Hang out and talk to you guys and love you. <laughs> Hug necks, shake hands, say God is good. I might, e I might even have a Krispy Kreme or two. Who knows? I mean, that's the glory of God right there. The glory of God is found in two places, the face of Jesus Christ and the hot and ready sign inside Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I love you all. Thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for being here. Some of you have been with us this whole time we've been here. and Many of you have helped us to load in and tear down, and we've changed and had different gear. I mean, when we first started, we had a sound thing up here, and there were one or two guitars, and we've grown, and God's blessed us so that now that we go in to take the land, we have a lot of what we already need. I will say this. I just feel like I need to say it. We, we, we don't have chairs <laughs> over there. The chairs that are there, we're not going to be left. Pastor Chris did say they had some blue chairs, maybe 75 or 100. If you have a contact or know someone that has some chairs, uh, get in touch with me uh, that we could either probably purchase or buy or if they want to give them away. Um, we are going to be selective because, you know, we want to make sure that it's for what we need. There are pews that we don't want to go back with pews. That's not very versatile. But if you know of someone, get in touch with us. That's one of the things that we're, that's an imminent need. Um, Beyond that, I think we're good. I think we're good. If you, take, if you took one of these um, last week or this week, or if you didn't get one, you can come get one. Uh, and you, wanna, you can turn it in at any time. If you do, this one has building fund on it. But if you do it online, 84321 is the number to text, or you can log online. Um, just follow the amount with the letters BF for building fund, and we'll know that goes towards a building fund. And if you've done it as your pledge, not just a general building fund donation, let us know that it's your pledge um, so that, because uh, we're trying to keep a, a proper accounting of everyone that pledged, of what they pledged and when it came in, and we want to put that down. We have until the end of February to do that. So God bless you. God love you for the last time at West Arda High School. She's got her hands up. Of course, there's more to be said. No, it's fine. Okay, Sherry's friend. I can't, I can't see. Is Sherry's friend here? Brenda. She's okay right there. Don't make her come all the way up here. We're going to pray with Brenda right now. Everybody put your hands towards Brenda. Lord, I have no idea, but you do. 
It's not even my business to know. It's your business to know, Father. But whatever the situation, circumstance, uh, if it's a health issue, Father, we speak to it right now, that the healing virtue of the risen Christ would go into that place, into her body or mind or whatever the issue is, Father, and bring total restitution, total reconciliation, and total glory for, for, the, for the sake of your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, ma'am. We're going to pray for Nancy's daughter, Michelle. Michelle, uh, Michelle just needs our prayers. She needs our love. She needs our support. Um, so let's pray right now. Father, at the same time, a good friend of mine, Pastor Thomas Young, he's a pastor here in Statesville, Cochrane Bible Church. Um, we found out two weeks ago or so he had cancer. We've already prayed for him, but we're going to do it again. He texted uh, a friend of mine last night, Jamil Mooney. We're going to go sit with him and pray. Um, but let's pray for these at the same time. Lord, for Michelle, for Thomas, Lord, for anything that's not been spoken, we just declare your glory. We declare your lordship and we declare your kingship over these issues and over their lives, Father. If you speak to us something specific to do, we'll do it. But if you don't, we declare and believe that you cover all bases for us in the name of Jesus. By your Holy Spirit, let it be done in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right, God bless you.